Praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans teaching today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson and I'm just glad you're here with me in the office today via Streamlining Live is what we call it today. And uh, we're just excited to be sharing God's Word with you. And we're in Romans chapter 3 almost and uh, we will jump into chapter 3 today. But before we do that, we always like to back up and, and dig the ground a little bit before we step off into where we're going today. And it's important that you do that, that you remember where you were in your study, where you will be, and where you are going. If you don't, uh, you can't just open the Bible and just read one verse and not know anything about it. Just, you need to know the context of the scriptures. You need to know what, what's going on in the story, and that's what we're going to do today right here. And that's why we'll start out with the last two verses of chapter 2 in Romans before we move right into chapter 3. And what Paul is doing here uh, with these last two verses, and, and let me just let me add for the sake of those of you who've never heard this, many of you already know this, that there were no chapters and verses when this was written. This was just a letter to the church in Rome, which was full of Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians who had been saved through faith in the blood of Jesus. And the problem here we see in, in this second chapter is, is the, the, the Jewish Christians uh, still trying to hang on to the law, still trying to push the law on the Gentile believers uh, just like we do uh, in today's church. It may not be the law of Moses, but it's the law of that preacher. It's the law of that denomination. It's the law of something. And so law, law is what we think we have to do to be saved or we have to do to be sanctified or we have to do to grow other than just simply believe in Jesus Christ and His redemptive work at Calvary. So, he says here, we'll start in verse 28 of chapter 2, For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, and he's talking about circumcision, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. Let me read that again. For he is not a Jew, and the word Jew comes from uh, Judaism, Judea, it just means, really it means the people of God. And Paul is saying here, you're not a Jew outwardly. Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. Just because you're circumcised doesn't mean you're a Jewish person. That's right. And he goes on to say that, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men but of God. What's he talking about here? Way back, a long time ago, the Lord had Moses and, and the people of Israel be circumcised outwardly, a, a type of cutting away of the flesh, which was a type and a sim, it was symbolic of what Christ would come and do at the cross for us that would uh, crucify our old man, uh, crucify the flesh, and, and cut away uh, the flesh and, and remove that, that, that old stony heart and give us a new heart of flesh that could be molded and shapened by God. And, and remember, God never, never saves by anything outward. It's always from within. The Bible says in, in, in this same letter to the Roman church that it's with the heart 
man believes under righteousness, not with the works man does under righteousness, because all our righteousness is as filthy rags unto God. But it's with the heart, and that doesn't mean the thing in your chest that's pumping blood all through your body. Your heart is who you are. It's who you really are. It's, it's your soul and your spirit. It's who you are. It's, listen, when people say, yeah, I gave my, my heart to Christ, that means you gave your whole being to Him. Mind, body, soul, you gave. You now are not your own. You're the Lord's. And today should be a day that you're hearing from Him, being led by Him, performing His will, living according to His rule in your life. We say these things, but we really don't know what they mean as an American church anymore. Yeah, I gave my heart to Jesus when I was 13. That, a lot of, most people that say that meant they did something. And they, and they really see it as them having done something instead of them having believed something. It's only when man with the heart believes in the work of Christ at the cross that he's considered righteous and a child of God. Not when he does something outwardly. Not circumcision, not water baptism, but believing with the heart. Amen. And that's what Paul is telling these Roman Christians, these Jewish Christians, in this church in Rome. Because there is a conflict here. So, let me read the last two verses again before we move on today. For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly. That means just because you got circumcised, even though you were told to be circumcised, circumcision does you no good unless you're a law keeper. Let's back up a few verses if we will, and let's see where it's at. Verse 25, Back up a few verses. For circumcision truly does profit if you keep the law. Nobody's ever kept it. So circumcision is not what made the people of God the people of God. And Paul is saying that here. What? Let me read verse 25, the whole verse. For circumcision truly does profit if you keep the law. But if you be a breaker of the law, your circumcision is made uncircumcision. And how many of them ever broke the law? Here it comes, every single human being on the planet. Ever since the law was given, nobody's ever kept the law except Jesus. So that means their circumcision is not what made them a people of God. What made the people of God a people of God is their faith in the sacrifice. It didn't just because you got circ, you had to be circumcised, or you were thrown out of Israel. But Paul is here saying he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly this outward circumcision. Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. And listen, God's looking for spiritual circumcision, not anything outwardly. And let me add this, as I did the last broadcast. Paul is not going to come and push aside circumcision just to bring in another outward work called water baptism. And don't take that the wrong way. You need to be water baptized, but not for salvation because it's something you do. You, what you do 
can play no part in your salvation. All the works we're called to walk in, Ephesians 2.10, are works that are in Christ Jesus. And, and this can't be said too much. This cannot be said too much. Ephesians 2.10 tells us all the works are in Christ. Everything that we need or we're called to do or be a part of as Christians is in Christ. You're not in Christ until you believe in the sacrifice of Christ. Then because of your faith in the sacrifice of Christ, you're baptized, immersed into Christ, Romans chapter 6, verse 3, where all the works are for you to walk in. But you don't walk in works. You don't do works to get into Christ. Christ did the work for you to be able to believe to be in Him. Never forget that. And if you're in a church that's preaching something totally different, you're in a non-biblical church. And if your church doesn't even understand justification, you can't even live for God. You can't live for God even with tears rolling down your face, singing praise and worship songs with hands lifted in the air. If you don't know what justification is, that it was a legal work that Christ alone paid for, Hebrews 1 and 3, when he had by himself purged us from our sins, you didn't play a part in that, my friend. Only thing you can bring to the table is a broken heart and a willing mind. I can't say that enough. You can't do anything to be saved. You can't do anything to be sanctified. All you can do is believe in the one who is the justifier and the sanctifier. That's all you can do. And let me tell you something. If you walk away from this broadcast and say that just wasn't enough, then you just won't ever be able to live for God. There are many congregations all over the world. There's at least one in every town and every city in America that preaches you're not that yes that Christ died on the cross for sins but you also have to and then they bring you under law listen when you move from simple faith in the cross to something you have to do you eliminated yourself from the profit of Christ the effect of Christ you eliminate yourself from grace and you can't sit down with me in your bible and bring and show me anything different you can't do it you might be using Scripture, but you're using them out of their righteous context. Think about that. And I've been saying that a lot for the last six months. I'm not going to stop. If you get tired of it, it means you hadn't really got it yet. But all the words of God's mouth are in righteousness. They are truth, but they're in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. Write it down. Make sure you don't leave that. And also, because all of God's Word is in righteousness and the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel, that means that everything we see in the Word, we must first see it through the finished work of Christ, what He there did for us. If we don't look at the Scriptures in that light, we will see them and call them light, but they won't be light for our path. They will not be light. They can only be light through the gospel. Somebody said, Amen and praise God. Those things need to be said. 
Those things need to be said. There are people who are come to our church occasionally and some of them stay, praise God, because the Lord is dealing with them. And these people who've come out of these churches called oneness where they teach all this false doctrine about Jesus is the Father and Jesus is the Holy Spirit and you have to be water baptized in Jesus' name to go to heaven and you have to all, you have to, you have to. And they don't know this guy is in our church now. And he told me he went to this church for quite some time this oneness church and they call themselves oneness and 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 he said, I don't even know what justification is. They don't know what justification is. It's because they're using God's word and scriptures twisted to justify their works as a way of redemption. Yes, they say Jesus. Yes, they say the sacrifice, but that's not enough for them. They must work for it. That eliminates them from grace. Grace cannot be worked for initially or daily. It is a free gift of God. And somebody said, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, and amen. Praise the Lord. So Paul, he goes on to say, the last verse of chapter 2, but he is a Jew. He is a, a people of God, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart, not an outward something in the flesh, but of the heart, it's in the spirit and not of the letter whose praise is not of men, but of God. See, why does he bring that up? Praise not of men, but of God. The only true praise in the heart of men is the praise that's to God, which is in the spirit now, this is very revealing right here where we are today in this. Look at this. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, an inward work, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. The only true way that our praise can be the praises of God and not the praises of men, is if it's in the Spirit, which means that alone in the Spirit comes from the work God is doing in the heart because it is with the heart man believes unto righteousness, not with the works that man... And I know what people are thinking and what they say. Yes, it begins in the heart, but we have to prove it by our works. Listen, my friend, faith always works. True faith brings the grace of God. True faith brings the grace of God. But the grace of God cannot come and faith is not real that brings grace if faith is not in the cross. Look at, let's, let's turn over this morning and look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 21. This is profound for those who won't get mad and just say, well, I, that's not what my preacher preaches and that's not what my daddy taught me. Listen, are you following your daddy or your preacher or are you following the Word of God? If you're not following the Word of God and if you can't learn to grow in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ... And, but you'd rather cling to some man, some preacher, some daddy, some grandfather, some mother, some son. You better let go of man because that's all about the praises of men. You can't praise God properly unless you're in the faith. Think about that. Watch this, Galatians 2 and 21. 
Let's back up and read verse 20 so it'll all really make sense. I am crucified with Christ. Object, cross of Christ. Crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. Did you see that? Not circumcision. The life I live in the flesh, in this flesh body, I live by the faith of the Son of God. What faith is that? That faith that sent Him to Calvary. Watch the rest of this scripture. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Still pointing to the cross. If I'm not living by this faith, I'm not living. If the faith that comes by hearing the word is not this faith of the Son of God that loved me and gave himself for me, I'm not living. In the faith, I'm living in the flesh. Doesn't matter if I cry. Doesn't matter if I sing the praises of God. If I'm not living by this faith, I'm not living. Somebody said amen. But watch this. I do not frustrate. That word means to deny or put aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Now, now I want you to try to get something out of this scripture today. Paul says, I do not set aside the grace of God. Because if righteousness comes by the law, and he's saying, if I think my righteous status or my being able to bear righteous fruit or be led by the Spirit in the path of righteousness comes by what I do, then Christ died in vain. If I'm, if I'm denying grace, the only avenue of righteousness, then... Listen, if I'm denying grace, and I am if I think I have to work for it. I hope you're understanding this today. If I think I have to do something to be saved, I'm denying the free gift of grace, which is what God does. Can I, can I just take a moment, for those of you who've never heard me share this. God's grace is God at work, God doing something for us, in us, to us, through us, that we don't deserve, that we can't do ourselves. Think about that. God is the one who saved us because we couldn't save ourselves. He did that in Christ on the cross by the shedding of His blood for the atonement of our sins. Amen. So that was God doing something. God was in Christ, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. God was in Christ reconciling sinners to Himself. The Bible says that we're taught by grace in the book of Titus. Well, who is it that's teaching us? The Holy Spirit, who is God. So God is teaching us. That's God's grace. We're growing in the knowledge and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means if we will let God work the knowledge He's given us, He will give us more knowledge. Amen. That's what Jesus taught. He who has hearing, more will be given. Think about that. So when faith is true, Faith in the cross gets you grace. What does that mean it gets you? It means God goes to work in your life by His Spirit. He saves you. He moves in, begins to dwell in you, and He begins to sanctify you. He begins to conform us into the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. Think about that. But if I deny the grace of God, if I put aside the grace of God, and I do that by replacing it with works, my works, then... then 
Righteousness won't come by the law because it came through the death of Jesus. So grace only comes to me through my faith in the death of Jesus. And through that alone does righteousness come, not just for my status, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but also my faith must remain there that the Holy Spirit will be able to lead me in the path of righteousness that I might bear as the branch engrafted into the true vine, Jesus Christ, the fruits of righteousness. Hallelujah. Somebody said, Amen, this is good this morning. I hope you're getting this. And and, and I really hope uh, that you're following us along with these teachings because uh, session after session, line upon line, precept upon precept, the Lord is bringing His church back to faith and grace, back to faith in the gospel so that He can give us an understanding of the Word of God. Because, listen, understanding defined in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, understanding is the knowledge of the holy. You need to know that, that without holiness, the writer of Hebrews said, no man shall see God unless we're following after peace made by the blood of the cross, Colossians 1.20, and holiness, which is only a product, a fruit of righteousness, experience experiential righteousness. I know what somebody's thinking. We are the righteousness of God. We are God's holy people. Yes, we are. And guess what else we are? We're complete and perfect in Christ as He is at the right hand of the Father and we are there in Him at this very moment through His identity, His representation of us. But guess what? Here's another reality. Here we are. And if we're being conformed into His image, if He is still performing that work in those that keep their faith in the cross, then that means we have not, like Paul would say, have not obtained yet. We've not arrived yet. We're not going to be like Him until we see Him in the clouds. Hallelujah. Then we will be experientially complete in Him. But until that day, He has to keep performing that work in us. He is conforming us into that image. We are being changed from glory to glory as we go from faith to faith. Get ready. As we go from faith to faith, which means from hearing the Word of God, from hearing the Word of God, because faith only comes from hearing the Word of God, but all God's words are in righteousness. Therefore, we have to be hearing God's Word through the place righteousness is revealed, the gospel, Romans 1, 16 and 17, or we're not growing. We can't go from faith to faith. Are you understanding this? Please don't listen to teachings like this and say you don't have to know all that. Yes, you do. God said His people perish for lack of knowledge. So you know what God's telling us with that Scripture? What you don't know will kill you. And it's not that God's people can't learn, they can. But it's really that God's people mostly are tied up in relationships and denominational and family ties that are, that are above the family of God ties by the blood. We need to let go of some of that stuff, but we'll never be able to let go of what's holding us back until we grab a hold of the truth of the gospel. Nobody is delivered from anything until they move into that which delivers called the truth. 
Think about that. You don't just walk away from false religion, from cults. You don't walk away from the misusage, the mishandling of God's Word until you begin to see by the Holy Spirit the proper usage of God's Word and you believe it to the point of subjecting yourself to it. It may cost you some leaving a church you've been in for 40 years. Are you willing to do that for truth? It may cost you relationships in your family. Are you willing to let those go for the truth? Because it's those who can't get out of these dead places of, of, of false worship, those who can't get out of these places where they're not preaching the gospel using God's Word, the righteousness of God's Word. They hear the messengers of the cross on television, on the radio, and, and YouTube, and other on Facebook, but they, they're still allowing something to hold them in these other relationships, positions that let them do this, and all these excuses. And it, all it really proves is they're not yet grabbing a hold of the truth because when you grab a hold of the truth, the truth moves you. It moves you out of places where everyone's not speaking the same thing, where everyone does not have like precious faith. Think about that. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. So here we are at the end of chapter 2 and the book of Romans. So he goes right on in, and, and we won't have much time today, but we are going to burst into chapter 3. What, ad, what advantage then does the Jew have, Paul writes, to these, uh, this church in Rome, really particularly focused on the Jewish Christians in, in Rome? Or what profit is there of circumcision? But watch verse 2. Much in every way. Much in every way chiefly, mainly, because that unto them were committed the oracles of God, the Word of God. Think about what Paul is writing to them now. So what profit does circumcision have? Does it have any at all or to be a Jew? What, what profit is there in being a Jew? And, and, and look what he says in verse 2, much, every way, mainly because that unto them were committed the Word of God. Think about this. God called a man, Abram, Abraham, in which, in which he would, in which he would bring the Word of God, in which he would bring eventually the Redeemer. What, what, what great responsibility, what great privilege to be a people of God that holds the most valuable thing we have, the Word of God. Because through the Word of God, we can have faith that knows God. Think about that. Through the Word of God, we can have faith that knows God. We can know and learn about our Lord, walk with God by faith that comes by hearing by the word of the Lord. These Jewish people were not just being written off. And, and, and listen, circumcision under the Old Testament is what God had them do. 
as an outer sign of what he was wanting to do in the heart all along. Think about that. We're going to get more into this next time. I, I, I encourage you, go to our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Avail yourself to all these teachings. There's Galatians teaching, this ongoing, uh, well, the Galatians teaching is ongoing as well, this ongoing Romans teaching. Every uh, Monday and every Thursday uh, by lunch, it's uploaded to our YouTube channel and Again, it's Curtis Hutchinson, 316. And if you're anywhere in the Texarkana, Queen City, Atlanta area, and you're looking for a church, a church that's really a learning how to walk with Jesus church, not just a social group, I want to invite you to Crossway Church. It's at 610 Highway 59 right here in Queen City. And until next time, God bless you and stay determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Hallelujah.